0: Good afternoon everyone, Ken Cage here, live episode of Real Repo Radio, coming to you on January 21st, or 31st, January 31st, last day of the month, hope everyone's doing well, hope everyone had a great week, Uh, we're here to talk a little bit of repo, a little bit of football, everybody's got the Super Bowl fever going, Um, and just have some fun out here, so hope you guys are having a great month. Um, first off, I want to thank our sponsor, 2SP Brewing. They're located in Aston, Delaware County, greatest county in the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, we're the smallest, but we'll win any war we have going on. That's what we're proud of. Um, 2SP uh, is expanding, like I mentioned last week, so we're excited about the places they're going. So If you're in Maryland, D.C., Massachusetts, they are growing. They're coming to you. Uh, And we're really proud to have them as a sponsor of ours. Uh, It just happens to be my favorite place to have a beer, too. Uh, I've probably tried about 12, 15 of their beers, and every single one of them is just crazy good. Uh, I remember last year, Stiggs from 2SP um, and I went up to Sirius Radio to do a Sirius beer show on the uh, Opie channel with E-Rock. And they had a bunch of brewers in there, and... Of course, Two SP just knocked it out of the park. Everybody was so excited about the stuff that Two SP had to to offer and brought in. So it was just a lot of fun to go up there and get so many people that were so excited about the beers, and uh, I happen to be at the top of that list. So thanks to Two SP for being a part of the show. I appreciate it. <clears throat> right out of the gate, um, we're going to start doing poll questions. We have started, uh, and I knew this one, this poll question this week would we get some some serious answers and you guys didn't let me down so we're an airplane repo show and obviously with part of that show we get a ton of people that just love airplanes just I mean just love airplanes uh, and the people that are listening now we have some listeners on the show right now um, they'll fall into that group too so we are uh, we have the best fans and they're huge huge aviation folks so We asked an obvious question, which is, what's your favorite aircraft out there? And if you're a boat person, because obviously uh, Danny and I do boats in the show, if you're a boat person, what's your favorite boat? We literally got just dozens upon dozens upon dozens of answers. um, And it was really neat to see all of the different versions that we got from folks. Some people broke it down to vintage Versus wartime versus um, modern aircraft. They gave us a bunch. Uh, we asked for reasons. We got some good reasons. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read some of these now. Some of my favorite ones here as to favorite aircraft. Um, Lisa Benedict, her favorite boat is the Hustler. We did from the show. Um, when when Hor- the great I'm sorry, Jorge is listening. I don't want to not call him by his proper name. The great Jorge Abarca and I were stuck underneath the boat. That was a hustler. And Lisa said that was the favorite boat. Her favorite boat she seen. So that was cool. Um, Deborah from Kansas. Her mom used to work for Lockheed Martin during WW2. And she helped build many of the aircraft used during the war. So, uh, again, more service out there. Uh, people doing work for the country. And we appreciate it. So um, she said that. And then she said her Uncle Bob had a plane they called Juliet. And Juliet just happens to be her favorite plane. David from West Palm Beach. David loves to fly. Uh, And he likes flying in comfort. Because he said Citation 10, the Gulfstream 5, and the Falcons. Uh, TJ from Maryland is boat captain. Uh, I know TJ. uh, And he says his favorite boat. Uh, He he mentioned the Sea Ray 52. Which is cool because I picked up a few of those. And one of my favorite stories is on a Sea Ray 52. Um... He also said his favorite is the True World Marine 242. He said the motor, the build, the ride, he said all of it is just fantastic. Um, <clears throat> the name on here uh, is Dan from Malaysia. Uh, so, as you know, it's an international show. We have fans from everywhere. Uh, he likes the Citation of the Gulf Stream. Another person likes to fly in comfort. Daniel from Tucson likes the C5 Galaxy. Gary from West Des Moines likes the B-17 Flying Fortress. You hear all the different kinds we have. uh, Very little overlap. John Hillman said he likes the good old 172, which is pretty cool. He said the payload that he offers doesn't allow him to fly in a 150. That's why the 172 is his favorite. John, I understand where you're coming from. Uh, It's funny because we had pilots back in the beginning, probably in 06 or 07 that were not filing paperwork properly I got mad at them so I decided there were two of them that I was going to have them work together um and the two of them were were both one to 6'3 and weighing somewhere in, in excess of 250 pounds each I made them both fly back in a 150 from Tennessee to Orlando they said it was the worst flight they had ever done but guess what the paperwork was right after that so that was good Ryan from Indiana is a big fan of the show. He's always around. Uh, And he said the DC-4. He likes that one. Uh, Mark from Massachusetts likes the SR-71 Blackbird. Brian has a sentimental favorite. Brian Hayes says the 56 Beach Bonanza G-35. Uh, It was a family aircraft V-tail. Those V-tails are just gorgeous. I remember going to pick up a couple of those out in California. One was a 1947, and then one was more recent in the 50s. Just great airplanes. Uh, Lance says the Waco biplane is his favorite vintage, and the Cardinal is his favorite modern aircraft. Um, We picked up a Cardinal, Trevor, um, who I jokingly call Rain Man because when it comes to aircraft, he knows more about airplanes than he does peanut butter. Um, He can look from an airfield look a quarter, half mile away and pick out the exact airplane. We're looking for it based on the windows, and I know a lot of you guys can relate to that, but we were picking up a cardinal one time, um, and for some reason he just wanted to crank it up, probably because of the pressure, of the timing. He wanted to crank it up and move it. Well, what he didn't realize was that there was a bird's nest in there. Pretty soon we have smoke, then we have a little bit of flame, then we have to turn off the airplane. So uh, after that, Trevor never moved an airplane without, without moving the gallon first. Um, Uh, Lewis likes the Sea Ray 410 uh, for a boat and the G-550 for an airplane. You can see tons of responses here. Thank you for all this. We've got more to come. Uh, I'll I'll read some more later. Um, But it was really cool. A couple people said a 210. Um, Rick G said a 727, um, which is cool. Uh, You guys have probably seen the picture that I took next to a 727 that I repossessed. We actually had a fleet of 727's that were spaced between the West Coast, the East Coast, Mexico and Venezuela so uh, we've had a lot of a lot of fun stories like that um, the chatter is going great uh, on the chat page if you go to Mixler, mixlr.com backslash real dash repo dash radio we've got a lot of people there um, Jan is here. I'm sorry. Jen is here. My bad. Simple, honest mistake. Um, The vice president of the fan club. If you're not a member of the fan club, um, it's Airplane Repo Fan Club. Check it out. And Jennifer runs that for us. So what's up, Jennifer? How you doing? Uh, Jay Wright's here, but not the basketball coach, I assume. Uh, Byron's here. Jorge, the great Jorge is in town. And then Alyssa, who's a part of our team is also here. So um, we, we've got we've got some chatter going on. I have basically just been cursed out without cursing by the vice president. She is not Jen. It was a simple mistake. Uh, I apologize. It's Jen Brady. So I apologize. Um, and hopefully uh, my buddy, the president of the fan club, Colton, when he hears this, will get a good chuckle out of it. Um, so that's it. Um, Check it out, Mixler, m i x l r dot backslash real dash repo dash radio, um, and join us here. Uh, we're doing some chat. We're hanging out. Uh, we're talking repos. Um, just to let you know, if you don't know yet, tomorrow is February 1st, and February 1st from 3 a.m. Eastern time till 10 a.m. Eastern time, there's seven straight episodes of Airplane Repo. Um, on Discovery, so check it out, get involved, Um, like it, share it, let people know about it on Facebook, on Twitter, and everything else, Um, because um, the more people that check it out, the better it is, Um, so check it out, 3 a.m. to 10 a.m., if you're on the West Coast, it starts at midnight, I mean, you guys are up anyway, I know the great one will be watching it, so check it out um, on Discovery tomorrow, so that'll be fun, we have been busy, um on the repo side. Uh I know you know Jorge Hayes has some great meetings and he actually needs to fill me in on some of these things. Uh I just know he's like, Yep, got another meeting, Ken. Yep, got another meeting. So there's some action going on, which is always good. Um we are expecting to have some phone calls in the next few days about getting some some more assets. So we'll be running probably in the next week or two on several cases. Um one is, you know, one is an aircraft, one is a big boat, um, and then the, the arrests are always coming around as well. So we'll have some good stories coming up for you shortly. Um, once they once they happen, we'll, we'll give you some of that. And hopefully um, we'll be on the West Coast before too long, and we can shout out to you from out there. Also, I wanted to give a quick shout-out to my buddy Mike Kennedy from the show. He actually was speaking with Val at length last week, so they're doing well, and they wanted me to give a quick shout-out, say hello to everybody out there uh, in Repo World, let you guys know they're doing well. uh, They appreciate you continuing to follow them and continue to support them. Um, You know, they have some endeavors. I know Mike's doing some charitable work, um, aviation style, uh, and he appreciates everybody supporting him in that. So uh, so that's what's up. Um, they sound great. They're excited about doing some more stuff if it comes up. So uh, check it out. I'm just saying hello to some people on the chat room. Um, getting a little distracted, so I'm going to pull it back in. I'm excited. I'm a little nervous, actually, because I've got a guest in here. Um, it's not bad enough uh, that he makes me nervous anyway, but the fact that he's six six, well, playing weight's two eighty five. I'm gonna say, um, Division one football player, high school all American, everything else. So I'm a little bit nervous, um, and I think he's still mad at me because I kicked his tail in a a little betting pool we did this week or this season. So I got to be careful. Um, Jay Wright asked on the chat room, do you ever get some calls in around near Texas? Yes. Actually, we're working on a case now in Texas. Um, I've got an office down in Houston. Um, so we're in, we're in Texas quite a bit. Um, honestly, it, it seems like new England's the slowest, but that's been picking up. Um, Florida always heavy. California, Arizona, Nevada is always kind of heavy. Um, but we get, we get plenty in Texas. Um. I love it down there. I've got friends in Dallas. Um, yeah, I got Larry down in Dallas, and he kind of hooks me up with all his buddies. So we have a good time whenever we're down in Texas. So, and then the great people at Millionaire in Houston at the uh, Hobby Airport. Uh, so we're there. We're there quite a bit. Um, and now that it's cold up here, I want to get there more because I hate the cold weather. So, hope the weather's not not beating people up too bad. Uh, I know it's been real bad in, in certain parts of the Midwest. Here in Philly, not too bad. It's getting cold with a little bit of snow here and there, but nothing major. So hopefully you guys are making out okay. Jay says he's actually near Dallas. So he knows how great it is down there, except for that football team, you know, from Philly. So I can't give him any love. Um, But I know they had a heck of a year. So um, so that's it. We got some reposts coming up. We'll have some news on the show. And what we're working on before long. Uh, I'm hoping in the next week or so you'll see the great one. Um, Repo Elvis. So if you're in the chat room, I'll have to explain this one. But hopefully in the next week or two, you'll see Jorge, you'll see me, uh, maybe a surprise guest, um, just to keep things moving and keep you guys up to date on what we're doing. So Jennifer says, just realized Jorge was actually joking us in the chat room. What's up, repo Elvis? So Jorge is probably at home scratching his head trying to figure out what the heck's going on, too. Um, Jennifer said, whenever she hears me talking about the great one, she envisions an Elvis type of repo man. So Jorge has now become repo Elvis. Again, I mean, it's not a bad name to have. So if you're going to get a nickname, it's better to have a nickname like that as opposed to something like the troll. The troll is not a good nickname at all. Um, but Repo Elvis is a heck of a good name. That Not quite as good as the great one, uh, but Repo Elvis is 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 pretty excellent. So that's, that's awesome. If you guys have questions, I'll obviously answer them. I have not answered them on the chat room. If you're on Facebook, can't get to the chat room. Um, by all means, ask the questions there. Um, again, just like we want the the show to be, once we start doing that, we want it to be interactive. This is better when it's interactive. So, if you have any questions, um, any concerns, any anything you want to chat about, bring it up. Um, we've got since we brought this podcast on, we've got a few people that have brought up a, a few new favorite aircraft type. Um, Thomas says he loves the Hatteras's for the boats, and I do too. I think they're great boats. So strong, functional, they cruise great, great boats. Stuart from the U.K. says he likes the Cirrus SRs. During the crisis, the financial crisis in the U.S., we actually picked up so many Cirruses that the Cirrus Corporation called the bank and asked them to stop us from repelling so many because we were we – were, Ruining their resale market. Now, the truth is this had nothing to do with Cirrus because they did nothing wrong. It was just the nature of the beast. Um, Cirruses were were a newer build. And it seemed like a lot of the people that were buying the Cirruses were not the passionate pilots that a lot of the the pilots we've come to know are. Um, That's why they were turning them over left and right. Um, But it was kind of funny because... When you have the corporation calling and saying, get them to stop repossessing, I thought that was pretty cool. So, clearly we kept repo. We had 18 in stock at one time. Um, Darren likes the 210. 210's a popular airplane. Um, Danny picked about 11 airplanes. He said, you know, like this one, like that one. But the first one he mentioned was the Grumman Goose, uh, which is pretty cool. And Travis is the German FW190. So, as you can hear, there's kind of stuff all over the place. Um, We've got everything from vintage to current jets to props. We've got it all. Um, That's why I like to hear from you guys. I know there's going to be a lot of unique answers. Um, So, I appreciate Those of you that participate, I appreciate it. Um, Actually, have somebody else just joined in and said, Sam says the Antonov. And two, one of the most versatile aircraft I've ever seen. So thanks, Sam. Appreciate it. Um, There we are. So we've got you updated on the show. Uh, Discovery's air in seven episodes tomorrow. Um, If you want to bring in some more answers to the poll question, what's your favorite airplane or boat, please do. Um, But we're going to start talking football. And I'm going to start getting my buddy um, on here. What's up with Danny? That's a good question. Let me answer that one really, really quick. Danny and I, uh, we text each other at least every week. So he's doing fine. He's working hard. Um, he's got the auto business down, um, down to Matthews. It's doing great. He's hustling, hustling, hustling. So um, he's doing fine, though, and he's ready to rock and roll, and he's ready to get back on TV. I see Lance is here. Lance, we mentioned your favorite aircraft. I hope you got to hear it. Uh, You said the Waco biplane is your favorite vintage and the Cardinal is your favorite modern. So, thanks for that. Uh, Paul's here. What's up, Paul? How you doing? Um, So, we've got some people here. And obviously, football is in the news. Because this Sunday is a game which we're not allowed to mention the name of because of trademarking. It's uh, kind of the most insane thing I know. But you're not allowed to say the name of that particular game you have to pay the NFL so if you ever heard anybody advertising on the radio they say the big game they don't say that game which you're not allowed to say the name of fascinating isn't it so um, <clears throat> we are going to bring on now um, a buddy of mine that I've known since 1980 you know I went to the same school um, he was a high school American in football. I believe ranked 39th in the country overall. Ranked one spot behind one of the all-time greats, if I'm not mistaken, Jerome Brown. Um, And this was in 82-83 right after Clemson had won the national championship in 81. It was pretty cool going to high school because here are us Joes from Sun Valley High School seeing these big time college coaches and hearing about these big time college coaches, and they're all to see Jim. and it was pretty awesome. But to know that he was going to the team that won the national championship at that time was like he kind of made us all feel like he put like we were all on the map because of that. It was pretty awesome. We all became Clemson fans for a while. Um, and now, of course, with the resurgence of the program in the last 10 or twelve years to national prominence, it's been fun to to chat with Jim. Jim's also my resident handicapper. Um, I'm saying it as often as possible because I hear it gets him in trouble with his spouse. So I'm going to keep saying it. Um, but really, he and I have talked a lot of a lot of football, primarily college, talking the lines, how they work, why they work. It's only been for fun. We set up a, a private room um, and had a contest during the college season. And, Jim, do you remember who, who won that contest?
1: Uh, I think that you won the contest. Nah. I think by one game, that's
0: how tight it was. It was tight. And I I got someone to quit.
1: Yeah, he was quitting on other weeks he had quit, come back. Um, but throughout the season, we had him nabbed. You know, I mean, losing losing by one has to hurt, but winning by one really, really must feel good.
0: It was uh, it was fun because what I did once I took the lead is I went into victory formation. You know how when a game's won, to to all the people listen when a game's won in football, you take the snap, you take a knee, you let the clock run out, right?
1: The best play in the game.
0: Everybody loves everybody loves victory formation. Greatest thing you can hear in a huddle. So that's basically what I did. I, the last couple weeks, I said I'm just taking the same picks as him every week. You're trying to figure. You're trying to figure out how you slap the ball out of the center's hand I as mean, he snaps. Like there's nothing, right? You're it's over.
1: I mean, a loss is a loss
0: though. You lose by one, you lose by thirty. A loss. It's a loss. So we had a really good time. A lot of fun. Um, and I thought I'd bring you on because, like I said, you you play D1 football, you're very involved in football, you watch this stuff, and we do have a lot of fun. We don't, we don't do anything more than just for fun and amusement, but we have a good time. So with the big game this week that we're not allowed to mention, um, I thought I would bring you on now, um... Mr. Wright from Texas asked what what your favorite team is. So my favorite team, and I hate to say it, is, is this, the now Los Angeles Rams. I've liked them since 1974 when they were the Los Angeles Rams. They're awful. I admit it. They're barely a pro team, but that's my favorite team. College football, honestly, I don't have a favorite team, and that, that drove somebody absolutely nuts that I said that. I just don't have a favorite team. I like North Carolina basketball. That's my favorite college basketball program. I just like watching college football. And if you get locked in too much with one college football team, to me, you just miss too much. Um, I root for the school I went to, Indiana University of Pennsylvania, but they're a Division II. Um, so I don't have a college favorite college football team. What's your favorite pro team, Jim?
1: Mine, of course, would be, you know, I'm a home. You know, uh, but I do enjoy watching great players, great coaches. So uh, for for the pros, I don't really get locked in on just one. You know, college, of course, I'm going to root for Clemson. Sure. I mean, it's obvious. Uh, but I do appreciate great talent. So I like watching Alabama, Florida State, Wisconsin, with Alex Hornybrook now. Um, so Homer with Eagles, though. That's fine. Sure.
0: And Jay gets on here and says, favorite NFL team to him is the Cowboys. Okay. He's from Dallas. Makes perfect oh, sense. he has to be from Dallas. Right. I mean, he's not from, you know, Warner or something. Right. He? No, he's, a, he's he's doing what you're doing. And just rooting let, for the home team.
1: And let me guess. Let me guess. Did he start to like the Cowboys when they had Roger and back? In, just in time for the Super
0: Bowl run-up. Uh, he's from Dallas. He probably, oh, okay. he probably was born that way.
1: He can get away with it. Though. Right. We have them up here, and I just
0: can't understand how they're Cowboys fans. The right it's not that close, is it? No, it's not. It's a three hour plane ride. So uh, that's, that's, that's who we like. Um, I'm not proud of my pro team, but I stick with them. And the reason why, because you mentioned the Homer thing, my dad was not a football fan. First game I ever saw. Um, was the nineteen seventy four NFC Championship game the Rams lost to the Vikings? So that's how I became a Rams fan. James Harris was the quarterback. Yeah, I like the blue gold. Plus, it's Hollywood, you know. And I, yeah, I was digging on that. Jen is a an Ohio State fan, but she's from Ohio.
1: Jen, just what? Your fans are the best. I went out to Arizona to watch. Clemson, blow your guys off the field. They just destroyed them. I went out there with my son. And throughout the whole game, every fan from Ohio State was nothing but class. Had a lot of class. Even, even like near the end when it was uh, 31 that they were still great fans. With, with a lot of class, not sort of losers like the Penn State fans, I would imagine. But, uh, had a lot of fun with
0: them. Great game for us. Uh, for you guys, maybe not so much, but I didn't expect that. But it was fun. Lots fun. of fun. Great Those for games. you, fun for them. Exactly. And that's how football's supposed to be. Yeah. So, uh, Jay Loy is in the house. What's up, Jay? How are you doing? Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Um, my buddy Spider's always in the house. I admit that. I appreciate that. Um, Spider's a 2SP guy, too. Uh, He comes down there and hangs out a lot, too. Um, Jen says, thank you for bringing it up. She appreciates it. But I think there may have been sarcasm in that.
1: There might have been a little jab in that. But, but, I mean, it just comes with the territory. Um, Great marching band. The Buckeye band was awesome. I saw them three hours before the game started outside. Then watched them at halftime. Watched them line up before the game and saw them. I saw what uh, in all of college sports everyone says that if you want to see a marching band, you got to go see Ohio State because when they go to dot the eye, it is like awesome. Yeah. And it really was. It was incredible
0: to see that live. So, Jen, your football team's a great marching band. <laughs> so, Spider's favorite team is the Eagles, and a second favorite team is whoever's playing the Cowboys. <laughs> a true Delco kind of guy, so we appreciate it. Um so the big game's coming up. Um and let's talk about that for a minute if we could. Um it's the Falcons, it's the Patriots, a team that's been there a hundred times versus a team that's not been there in just about twenty years. It's yep. So back in the what was it, Jamal Anderson and Chris Chandler and Dirty Bird Days. Yep. Yep. So First off, just off the top, in this Super Bowl, what are you looking at? Like, what are you excited to see?
1: What I'm excited to see is a lot of okay. um, Quarterbacks, they're both great. One of them obviously the Hall of Famer. Uh, I would say that Matt Ryan's on his way. Brady's, he's already there. Yeah, um, no doubt. Um, these guys know... To spread the ball around on the field, I mean, it's not like they're just throwing it to one guy, they get the running backs involved, they get the receivers. Then, I mean, everyone's involved, Um, they can score fast. Um, But if you have a great offense, you got to have some defense. Um, Only thing that scares me with Atlanta is they're up and down with their defense. Uh, The way they started out against Seattle, they started out kind of slow. They got scored on quick, but Matt Ryan brings them right back. Um, with New England's defense, they like the bend, but they don't break. They'll let you down in that red zone. Well, just like the game last week, I believe they reviewed a play and they spotted the ball at the one. They had them scoring at first, or I think that was in the first quarter, but um, – Cut them on the goal line for three, four plays. Right. I mean, they they they'll let you down in the red zone, but they don't give up a lot of
0: points. They actually sent Pittsburgh backwards after they got to the one. That is correct. I think. And that was impressive. That six yards. Yeah, that was impressive. Yeah. All right. So lots of offense, lots of young stars, some already Hall of Famers, some people that are already Hall of Famers are in there. So there's going to be a lot of a lot to watch, different different points in their career, different things to see. It's not going to all just be one thing, which is going to be fun. But I have a concern. Before we even head into the game, Kyle Shanahan, the offensive coordinator for the Falcons, right? It's pretty much understood he's he's getting the head coaching job for the 49ers. Okay. Now, he's supposed to be preparing for the big game against a great defense, in my mind, the best offensive to probably the best two defensive minds in football, Belichick, and I think Patricia's right there, after him, clearly. But he's best defensive coordinator in football, in my opinion. So you've got to go against these two guys, and you're basically already told you're getting the 49ers shot. How does that affect the Falcons? How does that affect the game? Or doesn't it?
1: I, From what I've seen over the years and from what I've watched, for oh, problem Shannon Shanahan it's just business as usual. It'll kind of remind me of like a dress rehearsal for a head coaching job. Um, his upbringing was always on the field uh, with his father being the coach of the Broncos for years. He won a couple Super Bowls there. So he knows how to act, so to say. Um, he was also with the Washington Redskins. He was with the Jets for a short, short standard. But... Um, I think great coaches and great players, it's business as usual. All this hype stuff comes from the media, the media days, you know, with all the questions, all the meaningless questions, because meaningless questions give you meaningless answers, you know. I mean, all this hype for the ones that are going to be in the game, it's just another day of work.
0: So you think he can stay focused?
1: Yes, absolutely. Okay. I don't think he's going
0: to Gotcha. Well, I hope not, because I'd rather have a good game.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, all right. The Patriots. They're known, and especially Brady uh, leading that offense, they're known to abuse zone defenses like they saw with the Steelers. Watching the game, it got to be the point where it was annoying hearing them say it again and again and again. Brady abuses zones. Brady abuses zones. Is Brady gonna be facing his own with Atlanta?
1: I think Brady's gonna see a lot of man. Cause I think I think that Atlanta's young. And when you're young, you're very quick. With, you know, speed, quickness. I can see them playing some man, a lot of man against Brady. Um thing with Brady is he spreads the ball around a lot too. I mean They have a running back, then they bring in this other running back. They have receivers galore. They can, I don't know where they get these guys from, (laughs) but these guys just come out of nowhere. I mean, Hogan, you know, where did Hogan come from? Monmouth University played a year of college, and he just broke the NFL record for receptions in a playoff game last week or the week
0: before. He's He's a lacrosse player primarily.
1: Yeah, Great coaching, an eye for talent.
0: I the one thing I'll say, and it's and crazy. you know, people who are following me on Facebook know how I feel about the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Could be he's certainly by far, without a question, by far the best coach in football right now. I mean, it's him. Then there's just a, a Grand Canyon drop off to the second best coach. It, you know, he's pro and. I think he's at least top three, if not number one coach of all time. But that's where you see it is in getting a guy like Hogan, getting a guy like Blunt. You know, Blunt gets in trouble at school, brings him in, he does great, goes to Steelers, gets in trouble, comes back, guess what? He does great again. Why is it that he can only do great with the Patriots? You know what I mean? That's that's the thing. I also heard a thing about Belichick talking about Brady, and everybody's saying, Oh, wow, how smart are you for picking Brady in the sixth round? He goes, I'm a, I'm dumb. I should, why did I let him go for five rounds? Like that's the way he thinks about. It. He's always looking at how he can improve, how he can get better, how he can get his players better. You know, you talk about loving to watch greatness. You know, Tiger Woods in his prime, Jordan in his prime. Bill Belichick is greatness in coaching, and you know, I don't like him. I'm not a fan, but I I just don't see how you cannot say. You're watching pure greatness when you see him coach. And you're right, Hogan's a perfect example of that.
1: I don't know. Uh, I think it might Chris and this morning. he had brought up how do you know that your guys are ready and all this kind of stuff? His, his big quote is always do your job. And in order for you to do your job, you got to know your assignments. And he said, walking around, he runs into these guys and stuff. And he says, they'll quiz them on the spot. Like certain, certain assignments, certain plays, you know, red zone, whatever, a two minute drill. And he says, they'll the quiz these guys on the spot and that they always know what their job is so you want to tight
0: chin but you have to he's not a happy looking guy all the time and, either and jen happens to mention he, he's the worst dressed coach ever he's comfortable he is comfortable a, <laughs> see know, how fair that, that was
1: see <laughs> you know what once again the media <laughs> over my into the stadium. He's a football player. Why does he need to wear a suit? Why is he walking in with a briefcase? He's not going to use that. It's all about... It's all show. It's hype. It's
0: meaningless. So Jim clearly is not a fan of the extra week in, the, in the, between the championship game and the Super Bowl. No. Uh, so Jared uh, from Texas asks a question of you specifically. Uh, and I... I'm going to tell you, I know his answer already, but I'm going to let him answer it. Um, What about football, for you, made it so that you decided you wanted that to be everything for you as long as you could do it?
1: Well, the one thing about the sport that's not good is that you can't play it forever. Once you're finished playing it organized, you're never going to grab your helmet and shoulder pads and ask the guy up the street to grab his helmet and shoulder pads on. Go. I mean, one, once you're done playing organized, that's it. Um, but it's not a um, an individual sport. I mean, every guy that's on that squad, whether they're the guy that's an all-star or just hangs out, and supports you, everybody's on that squad for a reason, whether they are the All-Star or not. Um, One thing I miss a lot about it is all the guys, you know, hanging out in the locker room, hanging out on the airplane, flying home. You're joking if you were winning. You're quiet if you lost. Um, I miss the guys, you know, Breaking a lot of stones, crying, laughing together. So,
0: That's the fun part of
1: it. Yeah.
0: teaches you life lessons, too.
1: There's a lot of good life lessons in football. It's not X's and
0: O's. Right. And yeah. that's why I love hockey. Because right. <laughs> those two sports require a greater level of teamwork and yeah. um, responsibility to your teammates than any other sport. You know, baseball, which I, I'm passionate about. I love it. Guy hits your ground ball. You know what I mean? Like, you just,
1: really guy that's,
0: you're fielding the ball, yeah. and you throw it to first. You know, he just has to catch the ball. Love the game, but in football, you know, especially you were an offensive lineman.
1: With football, it's, you know, everyone has to do their job in order to make that play work. Um, but if it works without you doing your job, then we got lucky. Um. But you are going to win a lot of games if everyone's not doing their job. It's everyone that's on the field. So,
0: Right. So next question comes from Denton in Hawaii. Would that be Dr. Doom, I think? That has to be Dr. Doom. The Doom Master, Master Dr. General. Dr. Doom
1: has made his appearance.
0: The Doom Master General
1: oh my has goodness. shown up. There's a guy that knows college football
0: you know it's funny cuz Denton was part of our group Hutch who played with you in high school and yeah. was a college football player as well he was part of it um, Denton always had the courage to pick the lower level teams that people didn't know
1: hard games Ken.
0: I mean They're tough games picking an over in Arizona versus Arizona versus USA not that hard you know picking a spread Alabama versus Kentucky That's information not that hard with
1: games like that research
0: Right. Picking Akron versus Stony Brook. I don't even know what Holy smokes, Den. Where are you? And he's like bringing up names of players and things. So Den, Den was a lot of fun because he made us all study more teams than we would have ever looked at without him. So um, we all know Belichick always tries to take the superstar out of the game. That's probably going to be Julio Jones this week. Julio, to me, is the best receiver in football right now. Um can anybody step up for Atlanta?
1: Well, they do have a great running back in. Freeman,
0: I believe. His name yep, Devontae Freeman.
1: And don't forget the kid out of Rutgers. Hasn't been there too long. I believe his last name is Sunu. Sunu, yep. Great receiver. Big guy that can go up for the ball. Um,
0: you know what? Can they run the ball against New England?
1: Can they run the ball against New England?
0: Devontae Freeman is a great back.
1: Yeah, he's a great back, but, you know, I mean, he, one, this year actually started every game for Atlanta. Freeman started every game for Atlanta. Right. One, only started like four games this year for New England and had more yards. Right. Now, he may have started less games, but I'm sure that he. Got a ton of carries. As a matter of fact, I believe he has more carries than Freeman. But you're saying can Atlanta run it on New England? I think that they will, but what, what I'd rather speak more about I think that New England's gonna run a lot on Atlanta. Because Atlanta's run run defense, it's not ranked right that high. Uh, they're not that good against the run. Um,
0: it tends to be the case with a passing well, team. Well,
1: you run blunt up the gut, and you start to pound the ball, and that opens up. Right. The pass. Right. Brady has a ton of weapons, that he like he loves to spread the ball. Imagine, imagine if he had Grump for this game. Oh my.
0: Goodness. Oh my goodness! I be- uh,
1: uh, <laughs> this line would be like 13.
0: 13- right. It's funny because Blunt does have, have a couple more, yard, couple more yards than Freeman.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but he also has carried the ball 70 times more. Yeah. Um, yards per carry, 3.9 to 4.8 favor um, Freeman. But Blunt does most of his, honestly, between the guards. You say between the tackles, but he runs a lot between the guards. Yes, he so he does. Um, he gets a lot of the heavy yards he, for him. He's got 18 touchdowns to uh, Freeman's 11.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So Blunt, you think, is going to be a huge deal for New England.
1: I think that they're going to come out and want to run the ball with
0: one. Will Freeman be able to, to to take some of the pressure off of Ryan? Uh, and you're making a face, so it doesn't look like you're it, confident.
1: I don't I don't look at the Atlanta Falcons and say, hey, oh, boy, they got that real good running back, Freeman. I look at the Atlanta Falcons, and I'd say, how do you stop Matt Ryan?
0: Okay. We're getting to that. We're
1: getting to that. Can, can, can Freeman run? Yeah. He can, but he's not the main guy that they're going to look for.
0: Right. The main guy they're going to look for is
1: that whole leader Jones running running up the sideline. He's so good. And
0: he runs guys over. He's, yeah, he's big, he's strong, he's fast, he's ridiculous. So, right. so now, next question. We all know if Brady has time to throw, that he will just light up Atlanta. You've got to put pressure on Brady. Right? right. Especially the way he likes to spread the ball, he'll find somebody. Can Atlanta... Bring enough heat. What can they do to bring more heat?
1: Atlanta's going to bring heat. because They have the overall sack leader, Mr. Beasley, who went to Clemson. Nice. He led the league in sacks this year. Mr. Um, Beasley. Brady got banged up uh, the first round that they played earlier. I think it was the first round of
0: Clemson, Against Houston. They had a
1: bye. Then against Houston, he was getting hit by Clowney left and right. He's almost 40 years old. I know. I don't care how great great a shape you are. You have some brittle bones.
0: I'm not looking forward to getting close to 40.
1: (laughs) You know, um, I grind every day. My knees are grinding every day. My back, whatever. But Brady got bounced around a lot in that game by Clowney. Um, And then the week after, they were getting to him with the Steelers, of course. They always show up with a great defense, but... Uh, man is young with a lot of speed. Vic Beasley and free. Let's not forget him.
0: Yeah, he's still a stud. The spin move,
1: man. <laughs> he's got a heck of a spin move. And, uh, so I expect Brady to get hit a lot.
0: Good. I know there's a lot of people that'll that will enjoy that. He
1: not get sacked a lot, but he's going to get knocked down a
0: lot. And, and honestly, that's... that's just as good as a sack. Yeah, if you. If you... If you keep them off balance, that's right. that's key. All right. Now, same question with Matt Ryan: Can New England put enough pressure on him to affect him?
1: I don't think so, and that's why I like. To
0: the you think their line's going to be able to keep Ryan? I think comfortable? the line's going
1: to be able. They don't have Woolfork anymore. Right. They don't have like a Brewski. They have a Hightower, but not Brewski McGinnis.
0: They got rid of Chandler Jones this year. Right. Who is our um, big run guy? Our they're good,
1: but they like to give up yards. They do give up some yards.
0: Right. They bend, but they
1: don't break. They'll let you down in the red zone. But I think I think, what Atlanta has with Jones, Sanu, Freeman, Matt Ryan, they have guys that are just going to get them into the end zone. Uh, I don't think that they'll get caught up in that red zone blind spot there.
0: Gotcha. I think we've got the next question, then. So to wrap this up, you're looking for a good game. You expect a lot of offense. You expect Brady to get, get at least hit, if not sacked. Throw off his rhythm a little bit. Pats are favored by three. The over-under is 59.5. Which way are you going and why? I'm going to
1: start out with the over-under.
0: Um
1: the overrunner runner in this game, as far as I'm concerned, is a little light. Um, if you look at the Green Bay-Atlanta game, that overrunner runner was like 61 or something like that. Right. It was higher than this. So, is Green Bay's off offense that much better than New England's? Absolutely not. I don't even think. F- I would guess that they're not even even because I would say the Brady can put up more than
0: that. Right.
1: So I like the under in the game because I think it's a little short. Looks easy. And Las Vegas is in it to make money. Right. Um, with with that, and according to what you said to me earlier, Ken, you said that it went up by a point. Yes. So they're all loading and that's a lot of... A lot of money involved to move anything by the whole point. Right. You know, so I'm liking the under, because I like to go against the general public, because they usually lose. <laughs> That's why Vegas has all those big, beautiful skyscrapers out there. Um, now, as far as the line on the game, uh, it's at three, and it hasn't moved, Ken, right?
0: It's stuck like a nail. It it's hasn't moved even stuck a bit. It's
1: like a nail. Um one thing about New England, if you look at their last, uh, I think I counted five Super Bowls. Their last five Super Bowls, against the spread, they're one and four. Right. Straight up, they're three and two. But all the lines on those games were by six points or more, I believe. So they haven't had one.
0: All but one. So the last, just, I have it here. Uh, the last one with Seattle was a pick'em. Yeah. That's the one they won. Before that, right. they were favored by two and a half against the Giants. They lost. Well, that was the, the game before that. The Giants oh, before that go. was 12, mm-hmm. and they lost. New England was favored against the Eagles by seven. They won by three. They were favored by seven against Carolina. They won by three. So, one, two, three. Yeah, that's the one and four. So
1: they're one and four against the number in their last five Super Bowls. On the season, they're fifteen and three, counting the playoffs. Strong plays. I mean, that's sick.
0: And there's no easy lines when you're New England. No, you're not no. getting pickums I mean, and plus numbers. ones. Yeah.
1: They're big numbers. Um, on on the road, they're seven and one. That's incredible. Right. Now Atlanta's not not that shabby either. They're uh, fourteen and six on the season. Of course, they might have played one extra game. One Extra playoff game. No, Maybe. they play the same. Uh, some. Um, if they have
0: 14 wins, it's 14 and 4.
1: Right. And um, on the road, they're exactly like New England. They're at 7 and 1. So they're good on the road, too. But uh, when you're that good against the number, you're scoring a lot of points. I mean, you've got a lot of offense. you just not want off. off your defense. Because when you're a great team, you're usually laying the points. And it's Usually a lot of points. Right. Well, in this case, I like the
0: Atlanta Falcons. You like Atlanta I mean, plus like the three.
1: Plus the three. For amusement only.
0: Of course. Don't
1: bet the house.
0: Don't bet anything. Have fun. Watch a great game. Uh. Right, it, I'm going to put you on the spot. You say you like them plus three. Do you like them outright?
1: I like them outright. They win the whole game.
0: Wow. Wow. So, my man Jim is calling for an Atlanta Falcons victory.
1: Matty Ice.
0: Now, I will say, personally, I'm biased because Matty Ice is a Philly boy. Um, we've been watching him since high school. Uh, great kid. He is what we're hoping Alex Hornibrook will become. No. Another Philly boy. And, actually, his father was – was he did he play next to you? He played
1: great, 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 great,
0: great. If you knew – if you knew Jeff Hornybrook and Jim Redding together in high school, why they didn't run every single play behind you. He was a Division One player. And I'm best friends with Jeff's brother-in-law. We were best men in each other's weddings, So we're, we're all rooting for the Um But that was a menacing side of the line. I don't, I don't know why we would ever run, because they went to my high school, so it's weak, why we would ever run anywhere else. I mean, I would have just, every play, let's just do the same thing.
1: A lot, a lot of running plays. A <laughs> yeah, running plays. And then when you're you get tired, you just drive down the field the whole
0: thing. But you're just hitting people the whole time. Isn't that yeah. better than pass blocking?
1: I would rat, I would much rather pass blocking. You That's what I
0: got recruited for. You don't like lighting people up? I mean, I'm sure you well, like it once in a while. <laughs> but on 80-yard drives, you're getting tired. Um, and Tommy Arnold needs to pick up more than five yards of carry, doesn't he? I know. Tom, another good friend of mine. It's funny because I went to see uh, Jim's son play a game this year of football, and I saw a 99 yard run where Jim's son lays out a kid, makes the key block, springs the kid, his running back for a 99 yard touchdown. It kind of looks familiar. Has the same number as you.
1: I did not make him wear my number.
0: I understand. But he was wearing your number. Yes. And I'm like, yep, there's a Redding. We're in the same number. Key block on a 99-yard run. Like, That was pretty cool. So that was, yeah, that was, was a lot cool. of fun. To
1: watch I didn't he asked me if he could. He was, maybe in the first grade, he would come home. He wouldn't watch cartoons after school. He would watch NFL Network. And it was like every day, that whole weekend. He wasn't a cartoon kid.
0: That's my son's an NBA channel. He yeah, watches NBA crazy, TV all, all the time.
1: We were outside playing the sports, not watching.
0: It. Right, right. If it's sunny out, I'm out throwing a football. It's a different time now. Wow, but we're keeping our kids yep. playing and involved.
1: involved. It's
0: always so it's a good time. Well, Jim, I want to thank you for bringing your insight on the big game. Uh, Spider, right Spider was nice enough to. To tell me that I accidentally said the word once, the name of the game. Oh, Can't make that a mistake again. So thanks for coming on. It was fun. I hope everybody out there enjoyed it. If you're listening to this on tape, uh, on SoundCloud, iTunes, it'll be on Facebook and everything else. Uh, we're going to do this every Tuesday at 1 o'clock. Uh, next week, we're trying to line up a friend of mine who is a New York trader. He's going to talk finance. He's going to talk economy. His name is Kenny Polcari. Um, He's on CNBC all the time, so we're trying to get him on. Um, So tune in next week at 1 o'clock. And who knows, Kenny's known for his recipes, too. So I'm going to try and get some financial, financial information, an outlook on the economy, and a heck of a good recipe from him. That would be my trifecta. So tune in then. For all you guys who tuned in, whether it's live or on tape, thank you. Jen, thanks for all you do with the fan club. Alyssa, thank you. The great one, Jorge Abarca, I'll see you soon, brother. Get yourself ready. Get that camera warmed up. Get the tapes ready. We're going to be doing some stuff before long. Uh, everybody who um, gave me their, you know, took part in the poll and gave me their favorite boat or airplane. Thank you. I appreciate it. We'll be doing another poll next Monday. Uh, enjoy the big game. We may be talking about some commercials if there are any good ones. Um, and not to be partial to anybody, but Maddie Ice, Phillies behind you. Go Falcons. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate it. And, yes, Jen Elvis has left the building. I'll see you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.